Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. of gauges, and um, I, I, this is going to speak to all of us. It's going to step on all of our toes a little bit, so kind of kind of scoot your toes up under the seat a little bit, keep them safe. Glad you're here. Turn around and give somebody a, a kind of air five. Can you do that? Just like air five? Coolness, yeah. Glad, you, glad you're here today. Hey, you know what I want you to do this week? I want you to really remember to pray for our students going to uh, one student camp, <clears throat> and um, but just, just pray for them, just God's blessings, protection, guidance upon them, on the staff, and uh, we're doing everything we can to try to keep safe, but we need the Lord to do his, his deal, and uh, he is going to. We've got a, a ton of folks going down there this week, like 70 folks, I think, somewhere around that, going to our camp, and I'm excited about it, and God's going to bless them in a big way. Today's physical gauges, physical gauge, and we've talked about, as my wife just mentioned, we talked about the emotional gauge, we talked about spiritual gauge last week, and today is physical gauge, and I hope this speaks to you. I want to ask you right off, I want to I get your brain working a little bit, and with, with this right here, right off, a question for you. Are you a body worshiper? Or a body neglector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it to yourself there. If you are a neglector, if you're a neglector, your motto is, I know, I know. And your mission statement is, especially if you're in southeast Texas, is, I ought to. But doctor has warned you, your wife has warned you, and your kids make fun of you, you know you are a neglector. You probably have an exercise bike at your house that's used as a great clothes rack. Because, and you really though are not overly upset because you know you're not extreme And you're basing that off the fact is you know someone worse off than you are. So that kind of kind of lets you out. And then then so that's that's the body neglector. Then let's check on this worshiper deal. Because I asked you a question: Are you a body worshiper or a body neglector? Let's check out and see what a, a worshiper is. A worshiper is your motto is: I hope everyone sees me today. Hope everyone sees me today. Your vision statement is, what can I do more of to be seen? You, you probably take way too many selfies. I'll just keep moving. You judge everyone else's imperfections except your own. You're never content with your body. Why? Because someone you know has a better body than yours. I told you I was going to be rough. So how many of you, this is where I'm uh, not voicing anything, but by lifting your hand, you can say, 
you lean one way or the other on that. Just, just kind of be honest. Kind of be honest. Good. I got something for you that didn't lift your hands too. So, And that is this. Most of us know someone that is a lot worse than we are. And so we don't consider ourselves to be a worshiper, a body worshiper, or a body neglecter, again, because we know someone worse than we are. And so we're like, nah, nah, I don't really put myself in either category. So if you're married, guess what? Opposites attract, which means a body worshiper is probably married to a body neglector. And this is, to me, funny. It just kind of cracks me up that, that uh, our testimony kind of sounds like this. This is, this is the testimony that comes out of a, a, a worshiper, a body worshiper, and a body neglector. Are you ready? I once was a neglector. Hallelujah. I once was a neglector, and then I went over to the health nut stage. And then I went back to being a neglector. And all of our lives, we kind of find ourselves crisscrossing, passing one another in the hall, <laughs> going back and forth from a body worshiper to a body neglector. We kind of find ourselves passing one another. So really today, if we lined up and was really honest, the worshipers and the neglectors here, we could probably both say there's been times I've been in that camp, then I was in this camp, and then I went on that diet, and I went on that camp, and then I went. Come on, people. Don't leave me by myself here. And, and so that's, that's kind of where life is. And let me tell you what a body worshiper struggles with. So I'm really trying to pinpoint where we are. A body worshiper, they struggle with pride. You just wrestle with the whole pride thing because, man, you're really worshiping your body, and so you, you kind of really think you're all that. But a neglector struggles with guilt. A ne neglector struggles with guilt. Neglector's guilt speaks to them that they should not like certain people because certain people are doing better in this area than them, so I really don't like her. I don't really don't like him. And so we, we get this a lot. Uh, we get this a lot, especially with social media now, that it's like they get on my nerves so much because they like they're they're too they're too good, they they work out too much and they they're this and that and of course usually if they work out too much they they like to post a lot of those too, but but that's good stuff right there. I might have been speaking from a neglector, but so so we we but we, we we got all these things going on and you're probably asking. Why are we talking about this at church? What, what's, what's the deal? Because a lot of this has to do with our DNA, right? And so why are we talking about this at church? This is the way, this is the way God made me. And what does, outside of DNA, I mean, again, why are we, why are we talking about church? And I, I really don't want to talk about this because it makes, me, it makes me feel guilty. That's why I started coming to church, so I wouldn't feel guilty. And I'm with you. I don't, I don't want you to feel guilt today. I don't want you to feel shame today. If that's put on you today, I'm telling you, I am sorry because that's not what I'm trying to do. And I am not speaking from a basis that I have figured all this out and I am perfection. Look upon me because I am perfectionist. 
That's not, that's not what we're doing, okay? So, but we're preaching and speaking to all of us, and, and we're looking at this subject based on the fact of, I don't want you to feel guilt. I don't want you to feel shame. I want us to all feel some kind of godly conviction that God would convict us to, to be what he is wanting us to be. But this is what I want to do. I want to show you, for the next few minutes I have with you, I want to show you God's view of your body. God's view of your body. If this message encourages you to leave out of here and not neglect nor worship your body, it is be worth it to me to, to try to tackle this very difficult subject and touchy subject to deal with. So let's talk about neglect. Neglector says, leave me alone. And maybe, maybe you've already said that in this room today, kind of leave, leave me alone. If, listen to this closely. If, if I want to be this way, I can. It's my body. I can do what I want to with my body. It's my body. And this approach is very self-centered. It's very self-focused. And if you're extreme about your body, in either way, a neglector or a worshiper, there is a subtle form of self-centeredness involved in both of them. And it kind of kind of goes, it's kind of, when I say it's subtle, it's because it doesn't just come out and just, you know, really exploit, but it's very subtle, but both the neglector and the worshiper, that it's very self-centered. But I believe, and this is what I, I, I as I, I show you what God thinks about your body or how God views your body, I really believe that God is wanting us to live in a balanced place here. I, I, want us, I believe he wants to be balanced, and so that's what I want you to come out of here with today. I don't want you to come out of here with extremes in either way. I don't want you to leave out of here and, and, and go on a big, you know, three-year diet. A diet. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't want you to leave out of here and just, uh, and, and just let everything go and just, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I, I want you to be balanced. I want you to be balanced. I want you to find balance in your life. I, I uh, went to the doctor uh, about a, uh, I don't know, a month ago, but I just got the results about two weeks ago. And I, I came out, and, and I, I go every year uh, and they check my blood and all this stuff, and they come back, and this, I, I really like the person I go to because they, they, they check all of my levels. They check all my levels. And she said, she says, I'm giving you the inside. You know, this is not what you're supposed to do. Tell everybody your stuff, but I do. So she said, man, you're, all your Bs are wonderful. Your, your B complex, your B12, your B6s, man, you're rocking the Bs. And, and of course, you know, I, I was feeling like I was rocking the Bs. But then she says, you're not rocking the D's. Your, your D's are just in the tank. I mean, you're supposed to be 100. You're in your 30, in the 30s, and you got to get your D's up. Well, why do I have to get my D's up? Well, you, you, you get clarity of mind, and, and, and my wife started really throwing the D's at me. I don't know what the deal was. But, but I, I, she says, you got to take, I mean, like tons of D to get. You're going to have to work to get this D up. You're, you're not getting it. And, and I said, well, man, you know, I'm outside. No, you're not even going to get enough being outside. You're going to have to get D's. And so, and so this, is, this is what she starts talking to me in the room. She says, God's way is balanced, and you've got to get balanced. 
She said, you're, you're looking good in all these areas, but this is falling off, and we've got to get balance here. And she said, you need some, and, and y'all may not agree with this, 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 uh, her view of this, but this is what she told me, and I'm all in, all right? She said, she said you, you need to drink a, 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 you know, a little alkaline water once a year, just a little bit, maybe one little bottle of alkaline water to help your pH and get the acidity in your body straight. And I said, she said, you're a little, little out of a little messed up there, and so I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do that. Why? I, I don't know. I'm just, I want to be balanced. I want God's way, and I'm not saying this or that, but God built in our bodies and a, a way to be balanced. And I want you to leave out of here not to be a neglector, not to be a worshiper, but I want you to let God say, hey, this little thing here you could work on a little bit. This little thing here, you're maybe a little heavy in, and you're little t- it's turned into a pride thing for you. Or this little area here, you've let deplete. And, and I've used simply the deal that I went to the doctor to show you that there, all of us, there are things that we can do to get our lives back into a balanced place. Is that all right today? So I'm not, I, I threw myself under the bus to let you know there's things that all of us can do to work at to get our lives back in balance because everything about the war, the power of who God is is a balanced state and he created you to be balanced. Our world, our, the creation that he made is in balance. If the sun was off one little, just a little bit, we'd burn up. But everything is in balance and he is wanting your body to be in balance. So uh, so this is, this is the answer. The answer is let's... Let's adopt God's perspective for our bodies. God's perspective for our bodies. Now, this is, you may be thinking this, and so I've got to go here, that God's not into the body thing. God doesn't care about the body thing. God is only into the spirit thing. So, That's why I can't figure out, Pastor, why you're talking about this on Sunday. This is not even spiritual. This is not even spiritual. I get the emotional thing. I get the spiritual gauge. But I go to my doctor, and I don't need you, Pastor, to tell me that the physical gauge needs a little work maybe. I I don't need you. I'll go to somebody, and that's fine. I want you to go to the right people on that. But I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, the reason I'm talking about this day, because it's a big deal to God. I'm, I'm going to show you how big of a deal it is. To, to, because, because what we say, what, what we say with our bodies, is, like I said earlier, is I can do with my body what I want to. And if y'all don't think this is prevalent in this day, it, it, you know, what started off years ago, years and years and years and years ago, as I, if I can do what I want to with my body, has now turned into they're screaming it on the streets and hollering as we abort babies, I can do with my body what I want to. Now, I don't care what your stance is on any kind of politics. I don't, I don't get into politics, but I do get into politics of killing babies. I'm not, I, we're not into abortion. Come on, church. I said we're not into abortion. And so... But that's what this is turned. This is, look, at, look how it starts off innocent, but by the time it ends, I, I, I'm murdering. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? And God is wanting our gauges to be right, but you have got to gain the perspective of what God thinks about 
your body. And so a huge part of Christians, we come to church and we do the spirit and, and we should and we focus on the spirit man, but then we go home and we may neglect our bodies all week and just say, it's not spiritual. And so I want to I wanna take you to the word of God because this is all up in the word of God. There's these people in the Bible, they were into the spiritual. This is New Testament. They were all into the spiritual, and they were not in the body thing. They were neglecting their bodies. Spiritual as can be, but neglecting their bodies, and they didn't think that God cared what they did with their body. They didn't care if... God's not into me neglecting or worshiping. He, he's not into that. And so we come to a town in the New Testament called the town of Corinth. Now, Corinth is a town that has strong influence from the Greeks. And so the Greeks have come in and they've really, really, there's tons of influence here and it has become a very, very, very pagan town. I mean, it's, it's full of everyone doing all their deal and, and it's pagan and it's this thing going on there of this dualistic part of, of man and this dualistic part of man ideology. In other words, thought process. That God's not into the body so I can do whatever I want to with the body. He's only into the spirit. And Corinth is full of this and notice it was a pagan area so this has been brought in by the pagans and now the church has got this in the Corinthian church this is all up in the Bible the Corinthian church is it's coming to the church because normally things that are in the world if we're not careful as we come in from the world we kind of bring our junk along with us and we can start spreading stuff that's why you got to stay in the book we can start spreading things that are non-biblical and coding them as if this is what God wants. And they're saying, oh, man, God's not, he's not into the body. And, and, and he's only into the spirit so we can do whatever. We, and, it's, and, and we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And by the way, I don't have time to read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, but y'all have homework today. Everybody say, we have homework. And so even if you're online, everybody, that is online you have homework today, but not right this second. Is that cool? Please don't read this right now. That's the only thing bad about saying that. Everybody, when you got phones right now, first Corinthians, what about that one? No, no. We're going, but First Corinthians chapter 6, Paul starts addressing all of this stuff that's going on in the Corinthian church. And so that's why I want you to read the whole book, the whole, whole chapter of verse 6. But I'm going to jump down and just read verse 19 and rip it apart, okay? We're going to really look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, because after he said a lot of other stuff, we get to verse 19, he said this. Remember, remember, remember this. We're trying to figure out what God's view of the body is. I just gave you the back story of this. Now, here we go, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Here we go. Are you all with me? Do you not know... That your body, oh my God, this is so good. Do you not know that your body is a, a temple, a temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? Now, this is what you have to get about this to really make this come alive for you, and that is this. 
the temple was all up. Some of y'all still reading verse, still reading the chapter. I can see you. The temple, listen, was all about worship. Everybody say it's all about worship. The temple was all about, you got to get this, you got to get this. The temple was all about worship. And the Jewish people believed, and they, they were right, that God dwelled in the temple. So you and I are not that way anymore that in the New Testament. We, we know that God doesn't work in buildings made with hands. We, we got all that stuff in the New Testament. But they're still coming, and they're in the Corinthian, the Corinthian church. This is the New Testament. And they they're still have this thought process here that God is living in a building because Old Testament, God lived in buildings. He lived in the holies of holies. I mean, we don't have time to preach all that. So they still have this mindset and God, oh my goodness, listen to this. God does something, or Paul in the writings does something that this is the only time you will see this in the word of God. God gives your body temple status. He's saying in the New Testament, Old Testament, I lived in, I lived in, you know, buildings and they built buildings for me and I lived up in New Testament. I don't live in a building. I live in your body. Isn't that good? It's the only place. He, your body is the only thing he gives the hallowedness of the temple status. Paul said, this is how God views your body. If you are filled with the Spirit, you house deity inside of you. Oh, people. Deity, like in you, in, in my five, nine and a half foot frame, I claim that half now. And my five, nine and a half foot frame, God steps up in there. He's up in my frame. Is he in your frame? He's up in my frame, and he gives my body temple status. God lives in you, and he views you as a temple. Now, I want to help you married folks out a little bit. <laughs> Next time you see your spouse, and they looking all good? Watch this. Malcolm, you're going to like this. Next time you see your spouse and they looking all go, go, hey, nice temple. <laughs> Come on, people. I got some pickup lines. Come on. I hear it happening. I hear, I hear it happening. You like that, don't you, Kirk? Huh? Hey. Boy, I'd like to see you pull that one off, man. I bet you'd be suave. Hey, nice, nice, nice temple. Come on, man. Now, I said that was for married folks, but Elton, I see it in your eyes. I, I see you. I see you. I hear you. I, I, you logged it. That's the first time you took notes the whole time. 
He's going, man, I got me a kit pickup line now. I'm going to use it. Hey, nice temple. And she's like, what? <laughs> oh, this message. You got to hear this message. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we, we're looking at this. Paul then gets very, very practical. And it's 1 Corinthians six nineteen. I read the first part of that verse. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? And I like that he says this. Do you not know it? Like, really? Like, you didn't, you didn't know that? Like, you missed that somehow? Do you not know? Like, like everybody's supposed to know this, that your body is a temple. You remember, in the context of that day, everybody understood the power of the temple. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Lives in the, but listen to the rest of the verse. Listen to the rest of the verse. Here we go. And was given to you by what? And was given to you by God. Uh-oh, check this out. You do not belong to yourself. It's my body. I can do what I want to. You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a... No, no, that's not what he said. For God bought you with a what? A high price. Some of your view of yourself is so condemning and you beat yourself up so much that you're lack of whatever because you don't have your view, you don't have the view of God on your body and you think your body doesn't have a lot of worth. We can tell by the way people treat it in this day. What they're trying to do is they're acting like they're worshiping it sometimes, but they're really neglecting it because they don't see worth in themselves. Come on now. And they don't understand the price that God paid for the body. He said, I didn't pay a price. I paid a, a high price. So you must not if you want to, if you feel like it, if it fits your schedule. No. So you must honor God with your body. Paul is saying three, a couple things here. Number one, I created you. I created you. I don't make junk. I don't, I don't, I don't make trash. Y'all heard that? God doesn't make that. God created you. Next part is God came and he died for you. He purchased you. He said, I made it, but then I'm going to show up and I'm going to pay a price for it. And, and, the, and, and I'm going to pay a high price. Well, you know, you, I don't have to preach to you the price that he paid for. And then in this, number three, honor God with your body. Everybody say magnify. Magnify me. With your body. I want your body to become a tool for you to worship me. I want you to take what I gave, for, gave you, what I built, what I created, what I made. I want you to, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I'm giving it to you. And then I'm going to tell you, Corinthian church, Y'all got this dualistic thing going and I don't care about the body. Oh, yeah, I do. I made it. I bought it. It's special to me. And I want you to honor me, magnify me 
with your body. The book of Colossians says one time, it says, By him all things were created for God to honor God. Everything he made, the birds in the air, the animals in the field, everything was made by God, for God, to honor God. If, if that's true, he equally made your body. By God, for God, to honor God. Are you still with me today? And if we look through the, this lens, it changes our perspective. Everything was created for a purpose in the mind of the Creator. For, for you to ever sense purpose in your life, for you to ever have purpose in your life, you have to plug in to the Creator because only in the Creator do you find your created purpose. So, so you've got to plug in. And so if you look for purpose outside of the Creator, you'll find temporary purpose, but not purpose that's going to live with you. But I'm going to tell you, if you find, plug into your Creator in relationship and plug into Him and say, God, I want to do something. I'm working on the emotional side of me by your help. I'm working on the spiritual side by me with your help. And God, I want to lean in the physical side because I need to know what your purpose is with my body. I need to know what that is. And what if God has a purpose for your body? What if he has a direct purpose for your body? I believe peace, happiness, and joy is in finding his purpose. What, what is that? Peace, happiness, and joy. Something will happen on the inside of you. Remember last week, metamorphosis, transformation? Something will happen on the inside of you that begins to show itself on the outside of you. So something inside of you starts changing. You lean into the creator. You find your created purpose for your body, just like we talked about with the emotional and spiritual. And then on the outside, it presents itself as peace, happiness, joy. All those things start oozing out of you because you lean in. So if I find God's purpose for my body, I start oozing out peace, joy, happiness. That, you, you, have you ever seen Christians that walk around like you? I mean, you're like, dear Lord, if he saved you, let your face know it. I, I mean, why, why, you, do you see any joy there? They got all the not right labels on them, but there's no joy. You know why? There's no purpose. They figured out God, but they hadn't leaned into God to get their purpose and saying, God, what do you have for my body? How do you want me to present myself today? When I walk through the mall, when I, when I, wherever I go, I, God, I want to present myself in a way not to be a body worshiper, not to be a neglector, but to be a worshiper of you. Come on now. And when I do that, you will see a Christian that has tapped into their creator in this source. They don't have to be anything they're not. They can own it and give God glory with everything that they have presented. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house. So, honor God with your body. Now, I want to ask you a question. It is kind of a tough question, so are you ready? Here we go. Are you worshiping the creation Inst rather than the creator. 
Are you worshiping the creation rather than the creator? Now, I've got to, I told you this is going to be a little tough right here, but anytime you worship the creation, oh my goodness, listen. Anytime you worship the creation rather than the creator, that's called idolatry. That's tight, tough stuff, right? Right, you know? That's called idolatry. And so we might say, well, I don't worship my body. I don't do that. I don't do that. Again, because I know somebody else that's more extreme than I am. But I want to ask you a question. This is just a fair question just for you to think about. Not saying you're there, but just think about. What are you spending on it? Are you spending more on your body than you are for the kingdom? Not, not, to, not to feel guilt nor shame. Just, just think about it. I'm not saying that any of you are here. I'm just, let's just think about it. What do you call it when you take something? Now, I want you to really think about this really good here. What do you call it when you take something that was created for a sacred purpose and you use it for a non-sacred purpose? What, what, do, you, what do you do? What, what's it called? What is that? When you take something that was created for a sacred purpose and you use it for a non-sacred purpose. Purpose. Let me give you some hints. Say I'm out and um, I'm, 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 getting, I'm building a fire and I brought my Bible and I sit down by the fire, got me a little campfire going and got my Bible and do some Bible reading. But I don't have a fire yet and I, I, I don't have anything to start a fire with. And I take, oh, my Bible. And I just take and I start ripping pages out of it. And I roll them up and I light my, the pages of the Bible on fire. There's a name for that. There's a name for that. Yeah, and, and what, if, what if this sanctuary in this actual room, instead of it being worshiping the one and only true God, we in this room had somebody just really start preaching about another so-called God instead of the one and only God? You would be going, oh, not in here. I don't want that to happen. I can't hardly end. I'll tell you what would happen. On both of those things, Christians would be heavily offended, angry, mad about it. You would hear all about it. They would be big time offended. Why is that? Listen, because something sacred has been used for something other than its purpose. And that is called sacrilegious. And anytime we hear that word sacrilegious, we're like, I don't want to be on, I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be a part of that. So let me ask you a question today, talking to all of us, talking to me. What does God think when we take our temple and we abuse it? What does God think? Think about that me. What does God think when what he gave temple status to, we abuse it? Our body's been given temple status. And so I have to ask myself, have I been sacrilegious with something that was created for something sacred? I need you to see this. See, I told you it was about seeing God's perspective for your body. Not with the world, not Vogue's perspective. 
Not whatever the current magazine that tries to give GQ, whatever. <laughs> That's probably old. But whatever it is that gives you your perspective of your body. No. What is God's perspective of your body? He says, your body, I created it, I bought it, I want you to honor with me. It's holy. It's holy. And so, do you not know that your body is a temple? Not to be worshipped, not to be neglected. Your body was created by God, for God, to honor So I told you I don't want to put guilt on you. I don't want to put shame on you. I want to put a godly conviction on every one of us that God would say, hey, before you, before you do that with the body, or before you stamp it with that, before you put that on it, before you put that in it, before you... Stick that needle in that arm. Before you take that peel that's turned into something that's not good and it's addictive for you that you shouldn't be doing. I'm not talking about stuff that you should. But, but before you do this, before you do it, have you thought about my perspective or have you become like the Greeks, the pagan Greeks that have a dualistic approach to your body? That God doesn't care anyway as long as I have the Spirit. As long as I'm leaning the Spirit. I think that God is calling us back to balance. I don't care how long you've been in the church or how small of a time you've been in the church. It doesn't matter to me. I want God for you to understand. You belong to Him. He's crazy about you. Before you give your body up to that guy, that girl, before you do this, before you do that, Oh, man, we could go to town on that, right? I'm not trying to turn into legalism. That's not what I'm doing. I don't want you to do anything. See, I could get off on all kind of stuff, and we would nitpick and tear it apart and this. You should be doing No, 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 no. I want you to get God's perspective for your body. I want you to lean up into God and say, God, I'm checking myself in this moment. Before I do this, I know it's my body, and I can do what I want to. I No, 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 no. Before I take on a humanistic, a world view of this, I want to lean back in you and go, hey, God, what do you think about this? Hey, God, it's your temple. What do you think about this? You live here. What do you want to do? Before I do this, before I eat that, before I take this, before I put this on it, before I stamp this, before I, I want to know, I want to know when I'm walking through Dillard's, you like that on your temple, Lord? Before I order online, do I, do I like that on my temple? Do you like that on your temple? Am I showing a little too much temple? Come on, I preach right there, right now. Come on. And, and, and in other words, I'm leaning into, come on, are we Christians or what? I want to lean into what God thinks about the body. Oh, Brother Scott, you better get up here quick. I mean, quick. Let's, let's come up here and play some jazz music or something. So I want to ask you a few, a few quick questions, a few practical questions. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Practical questions. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to offend you. Boy, I'm not. Are there people that love you that because of your extremes in either one of these areas, you're hurting? There's a lot of things that can happen to our bodies 
out of, out of just normality. I mean, you know, car wrecks can change things or diseases or all that. We know all that. But what are you doing with what God gave you outside of any of these crazy catastrophes or diseases or whatever that you're doing to take care of what God gave you? And some of us are living in such extremes that we're hurting either by our worshiping or by our neglecting. We're hurting people that really love us. And so, just, just a thought. And then I want to ask you this. How can you use your body to worship? How can you use your body to worship instead of worshiping it? We're going to close here. Uh, I wish our singers would come and get ready. And I, uh, I want us to sing one of those songs we sang earlier. I, but I wish we'd do something here to kind of close this service. I, I preached real short today. And I want to close this out with a worship song. And I want you to let your body be used to worship. In other words, you know, we're, we're a pretty, um, in fact, maybe some of you have not from a background that, that they use their body to worship. And I'm not, so if, you're, if this is your first time you're here, you're going, oh, this is where they start. This is where they start the crazy stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but when, we, when we lift our hands, and worship God gave me these and I'm lifting them up in honor submission God's like look at my temple going look at my temple what what, what I, well, I'm going to get real what I listen to what I listen to God, you like that coming into the temple? Do you like that worship in the temple? Do you like that voice coming into the temple? What I touch? Lord, do you like that with the temple? What I look at? Are you good with that, Lord? It's your temple. Just checking in with you. I want to worship you with my eyes. I want to worship you with my eyes, what I, what I look at, what I, what I taste, what I put in my mouth and I taste. Lord, you, you good with that? You good with that? Is it bringing good to my body? Is it bringing negativity to my body? Is it destroying me or is it building me up in you? And so, Lord, I want to lean into what I smell, what I taste, what I touch what I listen to, what I see, all of the senses that God put in me to let the body be a worshiping house? Am I using all of that in your honor? And so I want you to stand with me this morning if you'd be so kind. And I, we're going to play a worship song for you. You're going to hear it. What about during this this is how I do it. You don't have to do it like I do it, but 
I lift my hands. Lord, here I am. I always say it's an act of submission. It's worship, but it's a submission. Here, here I am, God. Here I am. A police officer comes up to you and says, stick your hands up. Submission. <laughs> I'm coming in the presence of God. Lord, I'm a submission to you. I'm, it's, it's what you got, Lord. I'm open to you. Take me, use me. I'm, your, I'm yours. Here I am. I lift you. Sometimes we clap our hands. We take these things that God gave us in our body. I don't know why it's a big deal. He said, clap your hands, all you people, and shout in the Lord with a voice of triumph. I don't know what he gets out of it. But he likes it. When I do anything with my body that is giving him worship, that's not bringing worship to me or neglect, he's like, dude, I am all in. I am at the balcony of heaven. I'm involved. I'm involved in what you're doing. And so as we begin to play and sing whatever they're going to do today, I want you to just take a minute, just maybe close your eyes. I don't care what you do. Just, just would, you, would you lift your hands to him or clap your eyes? I don't care what you do. Just, just tap in and let God get enjoyment out of what he created, out of what he purchased, what he made. I, I want to do something I just feel here today. How many of you say right now in your body, in your body, you've got a pain, you have an ache, you have a disease, you have something going on? I, do, if you don't mind, just throwing it up. Just throw it up. Now, the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. God is invested and interested in your body. So I want you to do something right now. I want you, if you raise your hand, would you raise those back up again? I want you to ask the Lord right now, God, I want you to say that with me. Say, God, I want you to do your will with my body situation. Come on, would you do that? God, would you do your will with my body? If it is your will, would you heal me? Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord here right now. He's invested. He's bought it, purchased it. Now let me ask you this. If he heals it, will you worship him with it? If he heals it, will you worship with your testimony? Now just lift your hands and say, God, I give you praise. I trust you. I give you praise. I believe. God, no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to honor you with it. In my sickness, I'm going to honor you. In my healing, I'm going to honor you. In everything that takes, I'm going to honor you with what I have in this life. I'm going to give you my best, God. I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you my best. I give you praise. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room today. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place right now. And guess what is so cool about this? When you leave here, that spirit is not going to stay in this room. It's going to stay in your temple. <laughs> you're going to leave out. In fact, I'm fixing to dismiss you. And as you're walking out, go, nice temple. Just make sure you say it to somebody that doesn't get offended. Don't be saying it to Adina. Don't be saying it to Adina. 
God bless you. Leave out of here and take your temple with you and praise your God with with everything that comes your way this week. Praise God with your temple. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Be blessed in Jesus' name.